0: Welcome back to another SDR Confessions. As, as you'll always know, uh, we bring some people in, we get their confessions, a little bit of laugh, but mostly we get some knowledge. And today, today I have James and James, if you could introduce yourself and then after that introduction, we'll get right into your confession.
1: Yeah, no problem at all, Morgan. Um, so yeah, as mentioned, I'm James. Um, yeah, I've been at Avalia now for about eight months, uh, started out as an SDR. Um, I've been fortunate enough in the last month to be promoted to account executive. Um, we focus on international standards, so also 27001, penetration testing,
0: cybersecurity and uh, data protection mainly. Good stuff. And so let's dive into it. What is your confession?
1: Okay, so my confession was um, I had a call with one of my leads um, and it actually went really well, to be perfectly honest. it was The conversation was flowing and um, I was getting really good responses from him, to be honest. Oh,
0: rare. Um,
1: yeah, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then towards the end of the call, I think I just got a bit flustered, to be honest. It was quite a quite a complex call, to be honest. And I ended the call instead of saying, take care, um, fumbled the bag and said, take care. Um, but yeah, so that that is the confession, essentially.
0: All right, so did they respond to that?
1: So it was a bit it was a bit of an awkward one, to be honest. There was a blocker, a, a 10, 15 second silent. But luckily, um, I just went straight in. I kind of mimicked my own voice and just went, i oh, take chair. And luckily, he found it quite funny. Um, so I continued to build the rapport
0: with him. And luckily, I've still got him as a lead. So I can't have done too badly. <laughs> So you mentioned that. Let's go into this because I think you know most people. I've been there as well. Have maybe been flustered on a call, right? Maybe yeah. it's complex. There's a lot to break down. There's a lot happening. How moving forward have you tried to keep your composure and not be flustered? And really focus on being concise throughout the call, so you don't, you know, say "take chair" or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So to be honest, I think something to include in this as well is when I first started, I was quite big on using "er" um and "er" uh in the middle of my calls. Yeah. Um, and one way I combated that really is just by slowing the tempo of the call down. To be perfectly honest, I mean, mm. as you can probably tell, I'm quite a quick speaker as it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just just taking that extra second to to give the response, to be honest, and, and taking your time with the call. Um, and if something like that does happen, then just be human about it. Acknowledge your mistake. I think one of the worst things that I have seen people do, and I've, I've probably done it a few times myself, to be honest, is they just try and move straight past the mistake. And then the person on the other end is just a bit like, oh, wow. Yeah, I did hear that. So, mm-hmm. And when, in my opinion, when you don't address it, that's like kind of the, the elephant in the room, isn't it? If you don't address it, it's always going to be there. If you have a little laugh about it, I mean, they'll they'll forget it by the next day.
0: Yeah, that, that's a really big key, you know, in one of these episodes that we talked about is that how people will forget you and people are like shocked by that. But yeah, if you make a cold call, if it goes bad, it's good. People don't remember, typically. That's why it's important to have a very short-term memory loss in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I will
1: definitely agree with that.
0: So, you know, within that, I know recently you have moved into an account executive role. Tell us more about
1: that. So, yeah, um, I did about seven months as an SDR, to be honest. And um, the way Avalium works is it's very heavily training within the first month or two. um, And it's very much on the cards to be promoted to the AE role within the first nine months. Uh, Myself and my colleague Tom um, were able to do it in seven. Um, Probably no Tom from the Cognizant course, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean... It, it was a bit of a jump, to be perfectly honest. I mean, the hardest thing that I've had to deal with, to be honest, is the amount of time you lose to cold call, to be perfectly honest. Because obviously, you've, you're, the, you're drawing up proposals, you're drawing up statement of works, you're speaking to existing clients a lot more. You've got to manage those relationships. You don't have as much time during the day to do all your cold calling. Um, so I'd say time management is kind of the biggest skill, in my opinion.
0: And so to walk us through what your time management looks like as of today.
1: So my time management is the minute I get in, um, I write my daily plan, to be perfectly honest, and I'll, I'll break it down into hours. Um, so for us, the golden time to be cold calling is 10 till 12. And then again, from about half one, two o'clock till about 4.30. Um, so I do aim to be on the phone as much as I can during that time just to try and maximise the results that I'm getting. Um, but we start at nine, so obviously I've got an hour before the cold calling golden time starts. Um, so that for me is primarily taken up with cold, emailing but again I would literally just break the day down so I'd have 9 till 10 cold emailing I might put minimum 40 emails or minimum 50 emails and then I'll put 10 till 12 and I'll what I always do is I'll put a minimum amount of calls that I want to target so I'll put maybe min 25 calls or min 30 calls or if I've got a lot of time that day min 40 calls something along those lines but the the main aspect in this to be honest with you is you have to be true to yourself If you're going to put minimum 80 calls, but realistically, you're only actually going to get 25 then you're never going to hit your target and you're always going to have that feeling of, oh, I'm not doing as well as I really could be. So that is like the main aspect for me. And then again, again, like I said, the golden hour is two till four. So I'll come back after lunch, look at it and it will say min 30 calls, min 40 calls. But like I said, it's it's much more difficult. Well, not much more difficult. It's slightly more difficult now I'm an AE because I'm managing relationships as well as that. I'm creating documents, creating proposals, SOWs. So again, if I've got... So today, for example, I've had to draw up three proposals. So I'll put on there, draw a proposal 10.15 to 10.35, something like that. And I'll give myself like a finite amount of time to do that because I'm one of those people where if I don't give myself a cutoff, it will take me much longer than it actually needs to do, yeah. um, and again, it's one of the main things, isn't it? Managing the time that you've got, and I think the best people and the most successful SDRs and the most successful AES, and to be honest, you could even you could even escalate it to the most successful C C level suite execs. Um, their time management is probably the best. That's why they're in the positions that they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you're absolutely right. You know, you have to be able to maximize time and i believe that time management is one of those things where people listen to it and they're like oh that's cool like i'll get to it at some point but it's something that you should have absolute mastery over because if you don't things are going to slip through the cracks and you're not going to be successful as you want to be so one thing you talked about is well there's two things i want to ask questions on but the first one is the emails so are all these emails personalized are you just saying hey here's my one email template and you send it out like how are you going about that
1: so to be honest it's a bit of a mixture because um, I always do research on the company before I'm emailing them so'm I'm, I'm very big on I won't add I won't add fake personal personalization if you will um, I know a lot of people what they do a like lot I've, I've met a few people that have done it I've probably done it a few times myself is you might see that they've gone skiing or something like that on LinkedIn or something along those lines and you'll just make up an entire story about the fact that you've pretended to go skiing Um, and in actual fact it has no relevance to them I mean they're they're at work they're trying to maximize their company's goals they're trying to hit those company's goals they're not thinking about skiing at the moment so if you just throw that in there it's just irrelevant and it's pointless Um, and I've actually had a few people push back on it and they're like oh so where did you actually go skiing and then you've just got to carry on like making your way up through the story, to be perfectly honest. But I'd say predominantly um, it's just cold emailing where I've got a template. Um, but I'd say my template is very tailored to the problem, to the um, solutions that we're providing for the people that have those problems. Um, it's very concise. I don't really like sending big emails out to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, so that is my setup for the emailing.
0: And, and when you say like not big emails, like is that like what, two to five sentences? like? What's going on no, so
1: I wouldn't say two to five sentences, to be honest. I mean, there's not really much you can say in two to five sentences, unless it's a product. With us, it's a lot more difficult because it's a service. You kind of, a lot of them with ISO, for example, there's a lot of detail you need to go in to, for, to actually convince them. Well, I'm not convince them, but to actually show them that ISO Articulate. would be a good yeah, it would be a good route for their company. So the the emails I'm sending out at a moment, I think they're about two and a half paragraphs, to be perfectly honest. But okay. again, I've, I've got multiple templates. So I've got one template where it's five, six paragraphs. Um, and then I do have a template where
0: it's all said in one paragraph, to be perfectly honest. So you it, no, and that's that's a good breakdown because when I think of a short email, long email, everyone's different based on what they're selling, industry, region, uh, everyone has their opinions, but the what you're doing matters, right, in the context. So thanks for that breakdown. And I wanna follow up on something that I said I had two questions. You said you do things in a finite time. So you're saying, hey, I got 30 minutes for emails, I got an hour for calling. How does that translate to your sales calls as an account executive? and how has that changed over time?
1: Rock, so can you just unpack that a little bit more for me?
0: Yeah, so essentially what I mean by that is, you're on a sales call, it's like 30 minutes, you know yeah. you have 30 minutes, but how are you making sure that you're doing what you need to do in that call? So for example, your introduction okay, yeah. might be eight minutes, discovery might be 15, next steps is eight. Are you Are you also time blocking within the sales calls? Because I know some people do this, some people are, don't, and I'm just always curious.
1: I am, I, I do time block during the sales calls, to be honest, but I don't, it's not the same format as my daily plan. My daily plan is, like you said, it's very much 25 minutes doing this, half an hour doing this, whereas in the call, it's just kind of subconscious in my mind. Um, I mean, one of the things at Avalian is from a very early stage, we were actually exposed to the calls. Um, so we'd sit in the background on Joe's calls and, and we'd listen to him speak. So I kind of developed like a, a subconscious knowledge for how long an introduction should take. Mm -hmm. Um, How and I know, do you know what I mean? You have the voice in the back of your head. If you've done a 15 minute introduction and you haven't actually got down to any of the nitty gritty of the call, you know that you're struggling there because for an introductory call, you've only got a half an hour slot really. And say exactly. they turn up, say they turn up two, three minutes late, like some people do. Then the problem is you're then down to 27, 28 minutes, and those minutes do actually add up, you don't realise. And if you sit there and do a 15, 20 minute introduction, you've either then gotta apologize and try and run through the nitty-gritty as fast as you can. Yep. Yeah. Or, or just or schedule another introductory call. But again, that just shows your incompetence, because if you're looking to a prospect and saying, right, OK, we've had one introductory call. I want to do another introductory call. They're yeah. just going to be like, well, what's, what's the point? But yeah. Yeah. What, what's the point of that? Let's get down to the business.
0: Yeah. And. Going from an SDR account executive, you said you got there within seven months, so it's probably been a grand transition for you. There's a lot of people listening in that are SDRs, probably looking to become account executives. Is there like maybe three to four pieces of advice you can give people that are looking to make this transition?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So one thing I'm big on, and I kind of had to humble myself recently, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'd had like a, a few months where I was doing really well, um, outperforming a lot of people, and then I kind of just... I felt myself getting too big for my boots, if you know what I mean. And (laughs) I kind of just had to say to myself that you need to be continuously learning. So, the point I'm trying to stress here is continuous learning. Um, And the problem is, like on places like LinkedIn, you've got a lot of people that are pretending to be good AEs or pretending to be good sales managers or sales leaders. And the tips that they're pushing out is, just hokum, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Um, and the good thing for me is you really need to go through places like LinkedIn, capitalize on your team as well. Like if, if you're an SDR and you've just been brought in and you're working in an office that has 30 SDRs that are already in there, that have been there for a year, speak to them. Like They're human as well. They're not going to turn around and go, well, why are you speaking to me? And just yeah. ask them what's worked for them because everyone's different. I'm I'm big on cold calling. My colleague, Tom, smashes it with the cold emails. Yeah. So it, it's, it's two very different aspects. And for me, you've kind of got to take bits of information from each SDR, from each AE, from each sales leader, and kind of piece together your own sales format. I feel like if you just copy and paste a lot of people, then you're never really going to generate your own experience, your own skills. You're just going to be kind of following the herd, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'd say continuous learning is, is the first step. For me, um, the second step, and I've seen a lot of people speak about it on LinkedIn, is analyze and evaluate the calls. And I'm not saying do that for every call, because if you've got a quota to be hitting 60 calls a day, and then you do one call which lasts three, four minutes, and then you spend 45 minutes analyzing it, your manager's going to turn around and say, Well, your target's 60 calls, and you've done eight. So and obviously that's then that's then yeah, going to yeah, lead to problems. But yeah. if if you do one call and it and it goes really well, and say you generate an appointment out of it straight off the bat, or you generate a really quality lead, just sit there for two three minutes, go through what went well, what sentences did you say to them that responded well with them, that's resonated well with them, what have they said to you which you can use in future calls, and. Um, One of them just as an example, so there's some upcoming changes um, to one of the standards that we sell, ISO 27001, and there's been so many prospects where I mention it to them, I I can feel them kind of just pushing me off the phone, they're just like, yeah, I know, yeah, and then as soon as I say that, and I'm like, it's actually reducing this, this and that, and they're like, oh, right, okay well, we didn't actually know that. So maybe it is a good idea to schedule an appointment. And for me, it's just analysing those sentences that are doing well, analysing what's going well. Say, for example, you switch up your introduction and all of a sudden you're generating more leads, more
0: appointments. Analyze it for two, three minutes and then repeat that behaviour. How are you recommending or suggesting to people to amplify on those phrases more? Like you're taking obviously taking the notes, but... How can they do more of that? And then how can they continuously test? So let's say, for example, they had a conversation that didn't go well, right? And it didn't resonate. How do you go from there and listen to that conversation and then test something new? Do you, like you said, the first point, do you go listen to other account executives and SDRs and say, hey, like maybe there's something better I could be saying, and then I can figure out my own voice. Cause I think a lot of people listen to their calls. They're not going anywhere. And then they keep doing the same thing. And that's the definition of insanity because it's not leading to those results.
1: Yeah, so for me, the main thing is do it straight away after your call. It's one of those where it's the freshest in your mind at that point. If you wait to the end of the day to analyze a call that you had at 10 a.m., you're barely going to remember it. So you're not actually going to remember what's done well or what hasn't gone well. But if you do it straight after your call, like you said, where say you have a call which didn't go well and you go, right, okay, this is what I said this is where they kind of dropped off. Like I'm very much like a cold call in my opinion is like a living beast. It's kind of, you can feel the pulse of it up in and down in and it increasing and decreasing. Sorry. There's a, a terrible use of vocabulary really? there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you feel the pulse of the call decreasing, make a note of that and make a note of what you've said that's led to that result. And like you said, if you're in an office that has AEs or it, the best thing is like so many people are remote working at the moment that LinkedIn's become such a community where you can reach out to someone and have a reply in the next two, three minutes. I mean, there's a few sales leaders that I've reached out to and, and have literally had replies in two minutes and then you can better your conversation from there but the main one for me is if you've got a sales leader in that office go and speak to them if they've got 30 seconds or if you've got an AE next to you that's had six months more experience than you just turn around and say hey man I've, I've I've just had this call this is what I said this is where it's kind of dropped off do you have anything that could work better than that and like I said don't just copy and paste what they say to you, write down what they say to you, look at it for a minute and go, okay, well, how can I add my little spin on that? How can I add a bit of flair onto that to kind of make it my own?
0: Yeah. And and I love that part of like making your own. i encourage everybody to do that. You have to add your own personality, style to how this goes. Like we're talking about the frameworks here, but the style is going to be important. And I'll, I'll also say this as well. Like I was watching a video, it was like a couple of days ago, and it was talking about how uh, our our ego could be the limiting factor of our car success and so as a sales rep like don't let your ego get in the way of asking for help from these strs account executives as well that could be a huge hindrance in everything that you're doing
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest, I'm probably a prime example for that. To be perfect, I mean, yeah. I'd, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd had I'd had two um, two years sales experience, completely different environment. But I had two years sales experience. It wasn't a cold calling environment or anything like that. But I was a sales admin, um, and I kind of came into the job thinking, "All oh, right, I've got a bit about me. I've done I've done two years in sales. I'm, I'm going to be pretty good at this." And, It it really actually is, You you can see the difference between people that walk in with the biggest ego and people that walk in and go, you know what, I'm ready to learn, I'm ready to listen to the experts. And nine times out of 10, the ones that do well are the ones that leave their ego at the door. I mean, it, it's it's like a lot of things. If you go into it and you've only had a brief experience, like me, and you think you're the man and you think you're Jordan Belfort, it, it's just <laughs> not. It's, it's just not. It's not going to go well, and you're not going to learn anything new. You're not going to develop any techniques, and and ultimately, a year down the line, you're probably going to be sat in a review with your manager saying, "Well, you haven't hit any of the targets because you haven't actually improved your ability to do anything because yeah. you think you're the best at everything already."
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's important to have confidence, but don't let your over overzealous confidence yeah, ruin the opportunity to learn and go and go be great. Uh, you, you don't want to do that. So, I mean, there's a ton of great advice that we've broken down here in terms of like time management, things to be mindful of, analyzing the calls. Uh, one thing that I want to elevate here as we as we wrap up is how do because I think this is important for everybody because. When people think about being an SDR, you're doing a lot of like qualifying, which is like basically making sure they fit within your mold. But when you go into an account executive, you're doing more discovery to truly find out what the pain points are. How, how have you approached, let's say, asking questions differently since you've gotten in the account executive role from the SDR role?
1: So to be honest with you, from the way you've described it there, I'd say I was taking more of an AE approach as an SDR I was doing a lot of discovery as an SDR, purely just because if you're doing a lot of discovery as an SDR, you can start to build up a portfolio or a spreadsheet of pain points for your customers. And then as soon as you say that on the calls, that's when you can that's when they start digging into you and that's when they start building into you and thinking okay this guy clearly knows what he's on about that's when you can qualify it and say okay well let's just double check that our companies do actually align before we push forward with this so that's the approach i would take to it and just i just want us to get in there because I, I did miss over one tip in my opinion yeah. um is persistence i mean i've heard so many people and i've, I've done it a few times where they just take They take a soft no instead of just being that extra bit persistent. I mean, there was one guy, um, and I could just tell from the minute I was on the phone, he just could not wait to get me off the phone. And all I was talking about was ISO and cybersecurity. And he'd said no to both of them. And I I was tempted. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to dead this off because I'm not getting anything from him. And I thought, you know what, let's just hit him with pen testing quickly. And I hit him with it. Oh, yeah, we know. We do actually need that. Can we get an appointment in next week? And it's just... You, like, it's it's like you see all these pictures on Instagram and all these quotes on Instagram where you've got the miners that are about one square away from diamonds or gold. And, and, yeah. and it is actually so true. Like you do just sometimes need to spend that extra 20, 30 seconds digging into it to see if there's anything there. Yeah, I just wanted to
0: squeeze that in. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a last great nugget, right? As we wrap it up here, because that's what it's all about. I like to call it being pleasantly persistent, but overall the theme is be persistent. Most people will just quit or not want to ask, again, that one question that they could have, that they're sometimes even afraid to ask. But that mm-hmm. question gives you more clarity. I, there's a ton of times when I've been selling where I've been afraid to ask the question and I ask it and end ended up getting the answer to where I needed to go. And I think a lot of people just completely miss out on that and it's a lost opportunity. So as we wrap up here, you've been an SDR, been an account executive. <clears throat> what's your advice? You've given a lot of good advice here, but what's your advice for people that are starting out new as SDRs that they should be mindful of that will help them become great AEs?
1: Okay, um, so for people starting out with SDRs that want to become great AEs, I mean, one of the things that my manager said to me that really resonated with me is not everyone is actually cut out to be an AE. It's the same with transition with going from SDR or AE to sales leader and managing your own team instead of like earning a lot of commission and being just a strong salesman. It's not for everyone. If you are an SDR and you want to progress to being an AE, speak to the AEs at your company or find AEs on LinkedIn. Just speak to them say, what is it like as an AE? What's the day-to-day life like? How does it differentiate from an SDR? And actually get the first-hand opinion. I mean, I've been an AE for a month, so (laughs) I'm probably not the best person to ask that question. But There's, there's loads and loads of knowledgeable people on LinkedIn that have been doing it for years and years. And I do really think that you're not going to get any better advice than from the people who are actually doing that on a day-to-day basis, because it might be that you say to them, so what's it actually like as a day-to-day to uh, day AE," And they turn around and say, well, it's actually a lot more checking in with your clients and and managing the existing relationships and kind of nurturing them than it is hunting for new ones. And they might, well, I quite like client acquisition. I quite like hunting new ones. So maybe I won't go down that route.
0: That, yeah. I, that's something that people don't do as much as they should on LinkedIn, which is just like go out and ask for advice. Like people are willing to help. I remember in my career, people were willing to help along, along the board and, you know, they may take a while to get back for some people, but you said some people respond with the minutes. So it doesn't hurt just to ask and do that because it's going to be really helpful for you to understand that so that you can be better. So, as we wrap up here, any final shout-outs or mentions that you want to have? It sounds like you might want to shout-out the manager. You mentioned it a couple of times. But who do you want to shout-out as we wrap up here?
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to shout-out Avallion really, aren't I? I'm going to have to send big up Joe, Tom, Sam, Leon, <laughs> Chris. I'll mention Chris as well. he will probably watch this and have a good old chuckle now that I've noticed him. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people I'd like to pick up to. I mean, uh, a few guys on LinkedIn, uh, Christian Elba, Yuri. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his surname because he will be offended I've got it wrong. (laughs) Um, But honestly, just my final tip, if you're an SDR or you're an AE and you want to know what it's like or or you want to actually develop yourself even more, go and speak to the people that have done it. Go and speak to the people, learn what has worked for them and adapt it so that it works for you. Like I said, copy and paste is not a good technique. It's not going to work. Everyone's different. Myself and Tom, like we literally got promoted the exact same day. So we're pretty much the dynamic duo, but he is very different on the phone than I am. Um, and it, it does show on a day-to-day basis, but like results-wise, it's no different at all. It's just completely different personalities on the phone.
0: I love the advice you've given. I appreciate the different examples that you've given as well for people to go execute. And as always, y'all, hopefully you enjoyed uh, the confession and enjoyed the tips and we'll see you all in the next one.
1: Brilliant. Cheers, Morgan.
0: Cheers.